What is up, CFI? It's Richie here, coming to you with week one, week one of podcasts being back. Um, we're kicking it off. We figured what better way to kick it off than in our Catching Feelings series, talking about love, sex, and dating. In this first week here, you're going to get to hear from my wife and I, uh, Jenna, as we talk about dating. What is what is God's heart for dating? What is his vision for it? How do we come into alignment and agreement to what Jesus might say about it? Uh, I will tell you this, we're not your mom and dad, so don't freak out. I hope this actually really encourages you. Uh, I know it was fun for us to do and be there that Wednesday night as we gave this and kick this series off. And so I hope it's, I hope it's good for you to listen to as well. I hope uh, it raises your vision of what God might desire in this area of your life and uh, cause you to follow him more faithfully. So yeah, uh, man, I hope you share with friends and you enjoy it. And Jesus expands your love for him through it. And this is Jenna. Yes, my name is Jenna. If you guys don't know, I'm Richie's wife. We've been married eight years. We have two little boys. Um, Riv and Abe. Yeah, Riv and Abe. So if something goes on my phone, it's because one of them is losing their mind somewhere else. You guys can pray against that. You can pray against it, yeah. Um, If you guys know Grace Hawkins, who serves here. Shout out. Um, I was her small group leader, so I used to be really involved in youth um, a few years ago. So thanks for having me. We're really excited about the series. Yeah, we're super pumped to uh, dive into this. How many of you guys are like freaking out that this is happening and uh, you wish it wasn't? Well, (laughs) why why is Instagram (laughs) comment having done? If no one knows what it was, you should go look it up. Um, He said, I think I should be no, it's uh, it, was it is it's gonna be great. And honestly, I had to grab Jenna to do this with me because you don't need to hear just me on this. She's way wiser than me. And honestly, we really wanted to bring a guy perspective and a girl perspective. And so we're gonna have both of that uh, over the next few weeks. Um, you know, some of you some of you may hate the idea of this. I love the idea of it. Uh, I think it's gonna be really fun because these next four weeks. Uh, we're going to be talking about love, sex, and dating. Uh, and here, let's just be honest, okay? Here's why we're doing this. Because y'all need some help. <laughs> you need some help in this area. And so we are here to help you out. Uh, but let me give you a breakdown of what it's going to look like. Just so you know, this week we're going to talk specifically around the idea of dating. What, what, what are maybe God's intentions for dating? How do we set a standard for dating? What does that look, what, look like? Next week we're going to talk about sex and purity. Um, which would be great. So and, come back next week. And honestly, you'll hear a little bit of this tonight, but uh, what's fun to teach us together is we have two very different yes. backgrounds and very different yeah. stories when it comes to both these topics. So um, I think it'll be good no matter where you're at with that. And the third week, we're going to do something real cool. We're going to split the guys and girls, and the guy leaders are going to speak to the girl students, and the girl leaders are going to speak to the guy students, just about perspectives that they have learned around these topics as life has gone on. And then the last week, We're going to have a panel discussion uh, where you guys get to ask the questions that you want us to answer. And so we actually have a text number, a Google text number. Can you throw that out for me, Josh? Yep, 423-482-1599. You can take a screenshot of that. We're going to throw it up on Instagram later this week. But through the whole series, you can send questions in anonymously. Uh, It goes to a Google number, so I don't know who sent it in. Uh, And we will filter through those uh, to answer your questions. So hopefully... You can get that for that last week of the conversation. Yeah, so if any questions come up or you're too embarrassed to ask them in a small group setting or anything, just make sure you're making note of that and text them in so we can talk about them on the panel. Um, And so I just want you guys just to take a deep breath, to chill, that we're not your mom and dad, um, (laughs) although we're getting older. 
We are almost are dance at this point. Um, but let's be real. If you guys are single, majority of you probably are single. Where are my single people at? Single people. Look around. Find somebody. Just kidding. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I heard prom is coming up. Is prom toast? Prom toast? Anybody, Anybody need a date? date? Hey, now's your chance. This is, I, no hands, I believe it. No, no? Hands. Okay. Well, <laughs> most of you, like you said, are probably single. And so you might be like, why do I need to hear a talk on dating or sex or love if that doesn't pertain to me? Don't tune out this whole series because at some point you will be in a relationship. So this isn't just designed for those currently in a relationship. It's designed for everybody because you all eventually will kind of have to navigate this and kind of learn, you know, what does God say about this topic? And so we do have an inspiring video from one of our favorite movies to kick off the series. Mean Girls. Anybody? This is what this series is not going to be about. Maybe. It's coming. Don't have sex. Because you will get pregnant and die. Don't have sex standing up. Just don't do it. Promise? Okay, everybody take some rubbers. At your age, you're going to be having a lot of urges. You're going to want to take off your clothes and touch each other. But if you do touch each other, you will get chlamydia and die. So that's the message for tonight. Uh, you guys can go home. Yeah. Um, no, we wanted to play a video just to get you to loosen up a little bit, relax. It's going to be fun. We're going to have fun with this. But really, why are we doing this series? Um, here's the deal. If I pass the mic around uh, and ask every person in here to give me their definition of dating, or what they think dating should look like, I bet you I would have a zillion different answers, yeah. right? Zillion different answers all across the spectrum. And like I said at the beginning, we're also doing this just because, like, flat out, you need help uh, big time. <laughs> we're co- your small group leaders, me, whoever it is, we're always hearing stories of how things go wrong, right? And how things uh, don't quite work out how you wanted them to. So we want to take time over these next few weeks to, to really set a standard, like I said, to, to maybe raise the bar or give you vision for what this area of your life could really look like. Um, what? Do you want me to jump down? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Um, but really, the, the, the reason for that is because, I mean, dating dating's hard. Anybody ever read, read the struggle hard? bus in this area? You can raise your hand. It's all right. We've all been there. I, right? love, I love the honesty. Yeah. Already. Yes. Um, and to be honest, we, we started out failing. Um, yeah. This almost never happened because of horrible miscommunication and not knowing how to date properly. Um, we, I'll set it up. We met each other. We're going to share that in a minute. But there was one specific moment before we, we, we started dating where we were in the phase of like, we're what's talking, happening here? Talking. You know, like, like I think I, I think we're a thing, but what's a thing? What Richie, is talking Richie mean? Richie would text me at like all, like all night, like all okay, these chill. nice things. And then he, I'm like, do you like me? Do you not? Like we were just... Talk. And I, so we grew yeah. up very differently. She grew up like a church girl. I, I was just saved. So I was like, I don't know like what I'm doing believer, here. Like less than a year. Yeah. I was, and so long story short, um, I think I shared this kind of it at one point, but there was this term that was around our like Christian circle at the time called DTR, define the relationship. Yeah, Have I shared this story before? Right. And so it was this idea that like if a guy and girl were we're talking. talking and they both love Jesus. Like at some point you need to have a conversation to define the relationship. So there's clear communication. Yep. And I'm over here like that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. But I guess I'm going to do it. And I went into this conversation terrified. Well, we planned to meet at a Starbucks to DTR. Yes. That's, that was the whole plan. We yes. both went into it knowing that. 
And um, I was like, in my mind, I was like, I'm just going to feel it out because I don't want to look like an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to like put yourself out there and then, then be like, what's up, buddy? Like, you don't want to get friend zoned. When I wanted clarity. I was like, tell me your intentions. Do you want to date me or not? And he's like beating around the bush. And my version of the story is she did that to me. So it got to a point where I was like, well, this isn't going to work out. And we basically left the conversation uh, where we kind of agreed that like this was this isn't going to go anywhere. And we're too busy right now. And she left. Richie was too busy. Not true. You were gone that whole summer. You were literally traveling internationally. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) He was working. Whatever. And we left and I immediately was like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Like I blew it. Like girl of my dreams. I just blew it. And then she left and told her friends. Don't ever let me talk to Richie. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how we started out. Um, So that's how we got here. Uh, But no, really, how did, how did we meet? Because we also had two different, we wanted to start out. So, you know, a little bit of our love story. So we're going to share a brief brief snippet of how it started we also disagree on this but we technically met for the very first time um at a subway in indianapolis with a christian i have no recollection of this interaction no we were at like a a christian conference like if you guys were to go to nts or something and then be in line getting food that's like what it was where it was like hi i'm jenna you know, and I was with my friend Lauren, and he remembers meeting my friend Lauren. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> I have, I have, you know what? Actually, as we get into this, I think we have some old photos. Can you throw some of these old photos up? This is us when we first started dating. We were, we were summer camp counselors. This is us being camp counselors. Look at that. Do we still look like that? Like, we're still young? We're still young, right? Like, we're cool. Right? I look the same. Oh. Thank you, guys. You look the same, because I gained, like, 60 pounds. So... <laughs> That's Halloween night, America. Look at those jorts. Amazing. Look wow. at Richie's baby face. Wow, that's, that that's tough. Is that Richie the last also, one? Richie had a haircut called a faux hawk. Has anyone heard of that? A faux It was cool. Years. He had his haircut cool. for years. It was cool. I promise. But I specifically remember meeting Jenna. Uh, she also says I don't have this part right, but this is my story, so I'm sharing it. And this, His part happened like I, two weeks later. After we, we did these, uh, this ministry outreach thing at my house where we would just hand out hot dogs to drunk college students and Jenna and I were in the same campus ministry and one night I remember her coming to my house in this red jacket and I literally was like, whoa, who is that? Um, and I asked my roommate, like, who, I've never seen that girl. She's way too attractive to be here. Me. Why is she? <laughs> so, yeah. And um, he was like, oh, yeah, dude, actually, Charlie Deacon's talking to her right now. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> and we, we, we chatted that night, and yep. really the rest was kind of history. But you have yep. a different version of events? It's similar. Okay. It's okay. We don't have to hash that out. Long story short, we dated for a few years, got engaged our senior year of college. Yep. Uh, there's a YouTube video of that if you want to go, go on a search of the engagement. Um, and then... We ended up getting married right out of college in 2014. We've been married eight years now. So Yeah, after the DTR conversation, we both came back and we were like, just kidding. And then after we're sharing that at the end a little bit, I think, right? Yeah. 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 Anyways, long story short. Dating uh, is hard. Dating is hard. Dating is hard. But we're gonna come tonight uh, from a lot of our own uh, just mistakes and failures, to be honest with you. Things that we learned with each other, with other people, uh, and really two very different dating experiences. Because here's what I know. 
Uh, there are people all over the spectrum in this room. There are some of you that have never dated in your life and you have no desire to do that. And there are some of you who are currently in a relationship or maybe you're walking through a breakup, right? Everybody's all over the place with this. And so hopefully wherever you're at, tonight gives you some insight and direction for dating. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit of dating background on me is that I had dated a few guys in high school, or one in high school, and then one in college before Richie, so not a lot of relationships, none were very serious, I was not in love prior to That Richie. guy in high school was really in love with you, though. You, like, crushed him. Okay. <laughs> the guy in high school. He did. He was, like, obsessed with you. He tweeted the night we got engaged. <laughs> yeah. About us getting engaged. I was like, bro, it was four years ago. Relax. It was a little strange. <laughs> yeah. We dated two years in high school, so when I was in your shoes, I was dating someone, probably. Um, but I was like some of you probably in here, like a youth group girl. I loved Jesus. I've had a love for Jesus since I was very young. And I vowed, I don't want to say vow, but like I, I was trying to remain pure and wait for my husband, not just for physical things, but for emotional, for all that. Like I really wanted to save myself for my husband someday. So I was really waiting. Um, and I kind of had this list and some of you guys might have those of maybe you haven't actually written it down I had written it down because I'm weird um of like what you want in a future spouse if you know blue eyes blonde hair really cute um or you know maybe it's they have to be funny or they have to get along with my family or all these things and I had this whole list um you know the qualities that you want in someone so even if you haven't written that out you've probably thought about oh I really want someone that can make me laugh or I really want someone you know that fits in with my friends. So no matter what your list includes, we're all kind of looking for that right person for us. Yeah, I was a little bit different. I definitely didn't have a list. I didn't wasn't really raised in the church. Honestly, my like dating throughout even early into middle school and then into high school was just a, a mess. And I had no direction for it. It was the standard it's the problems that I hear from you guys, right? I didn't know how to communicate. I talked to multiple girls at once. I did whatever I wanted to do because I wanted to do what made me feel good. And that stuff led, um, at one point I, I was dating a girl through the last two years of high school, first two years of college, thought we were gonna get married, the whole thing. Um, and it was really messy and it wasn't centered on Jesus at all. Uh, and I didn't have a list at all, but Jenna kind of talks about this list and it's interesting to me because I think sometimes we all kind of do that, right? Uh, is we get really concerned with like, who do I want to be with, right? What is this person going to be like? And I think sometimes we can get so concerned with, with other people that we forget about ourselves and who we are and who we're becoming in the process, Right. And, and here's where we want to go tonight and really set the framework for you is instead of looking, uh, we're not going to like list off a bunch of qualities of, of man, this is the type of person you should should go after or want. But really, we're going to we're going to flip it back and go, man, what about you? Uh, wh- what about you? Like, who are you becoming? Who is God shaping you into be? And really, the question we're framing this around is and I'm going to say this a few times because it's going to get tricky, but you'll catch on to it by the end of the night. Is this am I the person? the person I'm looking for is looking for. I'll say that again. Am I the person, the person I'm looking for is looking for because finding the right person actually starts with becoming the right person. And so in order for you to really jump into all God has designed, I think for this stage of life and dating, it actually starts with you more than other people. That if you let the Lord shape you into who he has called you to be, 
Uh, and as you become that, you want to back up on the screen? Yeah. Can you throw that last one back up on the screen? That, that you will really step into all the things that God has for you. But I will tell you this, is there's not like, you, you, you may have done this. You might have Googled, what does the Bible say about dating? And you will find immediately I'm nothing. I'm sure I did that. <laughs> it says nothing, uh, right? It, but here's the deal, is it does give us instruction uh, and principles about becoming who God has des- desires us to be, right? How do we become the right person? And so we're going to begin to shift our focus away from finding the right person to becoming that person, right? And what that looks like. And we're going to jump into the most famous words on love in the scriptures. I, you actually have a handout probably on your chair, under your chair. We gave them out tonight. And we gave these out, uh, honestly, for you to have like a bookmark in your Bible, to throw this on your mirror at home, or maybe in your car dashboard. But just to remember, like, Man, this is what love is. This is who God is shaping me into being out of 1 Corinthians 13. Yeah, so like we were talking about lists, like this is probably the most famous list of love um, out there. And some of you may have heard this scripture a million times, and some of you have maybe never heard this scripture. So as we read it, and as you're going to be reading it on your card, and hopefully hopefully throughout the weeks as you put this card somewhere where you can continue to, to read over it and pray through it, that you would just pay attention to these words. And not maybe think about the other person in your life, but think about yourself. Am I this person that love is describing? It comes from 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And so we're really going to go through this list um, tonight and really go through some of the main points in that and talk about, is that true of myself? And in the midst, you'll also be able to evaluate if you're in a relationship, is this person I'm in a relationship with, does this make sense for them too, or whoever you're hoping to be in a relationship with in the future. And we're really confident that if we become this person and love like this, that you will discover God's plan for dating in your life. Yeah. So we're going to start with that first one. We're going to break down a few of those sayings and they're not all of them just for the sake of time. But that first one, it starts out with, it says, love is patient. And so again, Jenna was saying, framing it like, are you, put your name as love is patient, right? Um, and honestly, how we might say this, that we were kind of trying to reword this is, is um, love is patient, meaning love is not rushed and it never pressures. And I want to hit on those two concepts, right, with dating, um, is it's not rushed. Rushing emotions or experiences is what I'm talking about. I think a lot of times we jump into relationships with people, whether we're like boyfriend or girlfriend or just talking, and you rush the, the conversation or you rush the experience or you rush the relationship and sometimes that can put you in a place of trouble, right? And uh, Song of Songs 2.7 says this, it says, promise me a woman of Jerusalem and men of Jerusalem not to awaken love until the time is right. And I love that, right? Like what does it look like to not awaken love until the time is right? Right. Um, Because here's the deal. When you're not patient with a relationship, when you're not just like waiting for the Lord to develop that, waiting for you to mature, waiting for them to mature, just letting it take its course, um, you're going to make decisions that you're going to regret later. Like, it's just it's just true. And we'll speak into that a little bit. But I want to read this quote from Jason Valentin. He he gives a lot of good uh, content on dating. But he says this. He says, our emotions are so powerful Oftentimes, the decisions we make while we are under the influence of love are much different than the decisions that we would make had we been sober. 
Making decisions of commitment with a sober mind means, or making a decision with a sober mind keeps the relationship from being an emotional roller coaster, and it drastically lessens the amount of remorse and regret that we experience from making rash choices. So before you make a decision to take a step, whether that be holding hands, saying I love you, whatever it is, be patient. A really safe way, listen to this, a really safe way to ensure that your decisions are coming from a sound mind is to sleep on the choice that you are making. When I first started dating, if I was out on a date with a girl, regardless of how much I wanted to hold her hand or kiss her, I would wait until I had gone home and slept on it. And when I woke up the next day, if I still felt that same way, then I would move forward as long as she was good with it too. I can't tell you how many times that principle has saved me from complete catastrophe, not just in my love life, but every area of my life. Making decisions with a sober mind is the only safe way to live. Yeah, so good. Like you guys are in high school. Just again, take a deep breath. Like you aren't, you don't, you're not supposed to have it figured out. It's rare that you would be with someone that you're going to eventually marry. Like, so be patient. It's, it's not expected that you know all these things. Be patient in the waiting for that person. Don't rush it all. Don't get so many steps ahead. Just be patient in your sober mind to, to use the discernment that God's given you. Because I think if we're not careful when we're dating someone and we rush things and we're not patient in our emotions and in our physical bodies or in spiritual things, it, breakups really, and you guys might have experienced this, can become kind of like mini divorces. And divorce, if you have are from a divorced family, I am. Like, they're not fun. And it, there's a lot of heartbreak and heartache that come from those, just the separation of two people that loved each other at one point. And I think a lot of relationships, because they get so serious so fast and you put so much into it when you break up, it's almost like you've lost so much. Um, and so it's just important to just kind of be patient and just wait for that time to be right. Yeah. And it's difficult. Um, you know, I shared, I dated that girl uh, in high school and then into college and I thought we were going to get married, right? We were like the the couple in high school that was obsessed with each other you had and a made Pinterest, it through. Pinterest board of your wedding, We right? did. Well, I don't, you she might have. I don't know if I did. I hope I didn't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, but we were like, you know, and um, it's interesting because when you find yourself in that place, like you feel things and you have emotions and you have, Hormones. as Coach Carr said, it urges, right? Like you and you want to to make choices. But what I realized is like, man, like that stuff was was damaging um, as time went on, because the reality was is and we've talked about this. Actually, our dating relationship when we started um, I was not a Christian when I was dating that girl. We did, I did not save myself for marriage. We'll get into some of that next week. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I didn't save myself in was like emotions. Is that like we said, I love you like way too early. We had conversations about getting married in high school. We had those things that like opened my heart to this possibility that later was crushed. And actually when we were dating and trying to figure things out, the hurdle for, for us was actually not my physical past. It was the emotional past because I had led my heart over in a situation that once I found Jenna, I was actually really scared to open my heart up again like that because I was scared to get hurt. And so now that it was not time to wait on that love, that the Lord was waking that up for somebody, I was like guarding it too much and not letting it get in because I was too afraid to be hurt. And so I say all that and I go back to Jason's 
quote, I think like it's, here's the deal. You're going to feel things. You're going to have thoughts towards stuff. You're going to be in relationships with people. That's okay. But like making choices with wisdom, right? Which we'll get into a little bit, but having a longer vision for your life that like, and I think Jenna's going to say this later, like just asking the question, what if the person you're talking with right now or the person you're dating or the person you're with, what if they're not the person you're going to marry? Are you going to be comfortable sharing with the person that you marry some of the experiences that went on with that other person, right? Because newsflash, when you find that person, you will have those conversations. They won't be, they don't have to be graphic and super detailed and all of that, but those conversations will come up. And so can you walk in a way of wisdom that like, regardless of how that relationship works out, man, like it's not gonna, it's not gonna like crazy damage you Mm -hmm. uh, later. And I think a lot of that just comes from, comes from walking in wisdom like that. Yeah. So love is patient, meaning it is not rushed and it never pressures. And so sexual pressure, thinking of an issue where one person is potentially pushing something that someone else might be uncomfortable with. And this might not be like explicitly like pushing. It might be over time, little compromises over little compromises that get you to do something that you might regret. Um, and I think if you are in a place where you're pressuring someone or you really like are wanting that and they're not quite comfortable, whether that be physical, emotional, whatever, you're not probably loving them. You're probably lusting them. And those are two very different things. And we'll talk a lot more about sexual stuff next week. But I would say in terms of love never pressures that your main thing when you're in a relationship with someone is to fight for their purity, not even your own. Like you should be prioritizing their walk with God and their personal purity above yourself. Like you should be doing everything you can not to put anything in their way from their walk with God. And again, we'll we'll talk more about this next week, but um, there's a verse that talks about clouding your vision from the Lord. And it's just important that you are able to keep their vision clear, their eyes focused on Jesus, and that you're fighting for not just your purity, but their purity and not pressuring in any way. Yeah, I think that stuff's super important. Um, Because again, this goes back to like heat of the moment stuff. But if you make choices ahead of time, and this is why we're giving this, and we were saying like, this is not just for people dating. This is for probably more for single people. That like, maybe you do need to, after tonight, like, write a list down of like, man, here's my standards. Like, this is what I want out of a relationship. This is what I'm going to, the boundaries I'm going to set up. And I think we get into that a little bit later, but, but just making those choices ahead of time so that when you're in the heat of the moment, you've already made the choice to know like, ah, like I don't want to be in this situation. I don't want to make this decision. And I think a lot of that can really, really help you out. And I thought you hit on something really key there because, um, I mean, the stuff we're talking about is centered on Jesus, right? We actually teach the premarital class here. So anybody getting married, we, we teach that. And the first week, the whole thing is about a foundation of a marriage built on Jesus, right? And so we're, we're giving this all to you under the umbrella of like, man, what does it look like to follow Jesus in high school, to date centered on Jesus? Um, and I think what you said is, is like a huge, huge thing for that. Yeah. So love is patient and love. The next one is love does not dishonor others. Dishonor, honor is kind of a word we don't really use in our culture, but kind of think about it as like, like Richie said earlier, like what if the person you're dating right now isn't the one? Are you being honoring to your future relationship and honoring to your walk with God in the relationship that you are currently in? Meaning, are you acting married while you're dating? Are you doing married things while you're dating? Are you emotionally investing more than you should spiritually? All of those. It goes back to kind of not rushing and being patient um, one quick thought too in this about not dishon- love does not dishonor is that when you guys are in relationships and they do end and you have a breakup, 
it's not honoring to like trash your ex, you know, and I think that can be really common and, you know, it's easy to do if you've been hurt and you have a side of the story, but just know that like, it's not a good reflection of you or Christ when you're like spewing negativity about someone, you know, even in a breakup. Yeah. And, um, man, just hitting a little bit more on that, that kind of just dishonor thing, just, just applying it. And I would actually say the, the next things we're going to say are probably super foundational uh, in what sets apart maybe Christian dating than just what's happening in culture. Um, because here's the deal. Like we, don't, we, like, we don't have to go very far to, to, to realize that the cultural dating standard isn't really good, right? Like we know that. Like it, what's going on right now, uh, how your friends are dating, how people date in high school right now. The shows that are on TV, what a, what a bachelorette, Love Island, whatever. Like, it's, it's not good. Like, it's not, like, nothing good is coming out of that, right? So how do, you, how do you lean into what Jesus would want for that? And I'll say this again. I think a big one is just set your standards and your boundaries before temptation comes. Like, set that ahead of time. Make a choice, a conscious choice. Whether you write that down, it's written in your heart, whatever it is, to, to make a choice. Um, and what do I mean by boundaries? We kind of talked about this a little bit. Uh, as we were unpacking this, right? Obviously, there's physical boundaries, right? The scriptures are, are really clear. and We'll get into this, like you said, next week. But uh, around the idea of sex, there are, there are good boundaries to put up so you don't find yourself compromising sexually, right? Um, and, and having that conversation, if you're in a relationship right now or you're going to be in one, like that's a conversation you should have very early on. It's nece- um, absolutely necessary. Like, hey, like yeah. this is this is. This is my standard of what I, what I want. This is how I want to remain pure. And again, if you find yourself with somebody that's constantly pushing that boundary and causing you to compromise, you should probably take a step back and ask, do I want to really be with this person? Or if you're that person, you should probably take a step back and ask, am I being obedient to what Jesus has asked me to do? Right? But on top of just physical boundaries, there's emotional boundaries. Right? The reality is, is like, you get caught up in love and it feels good and all that stuff. But Jenna said something earlier, like, are you acting married before you're married? Like, are you, are you talking about the way of love or a future that like, maybe you're not really ready for yet? Like, here's the reality. Maybe some of you are dating people that you're going to marry. Chances are you probably at least have a minimum of four years of school or some trade school or something you're going to do, right? If you're a senior right now. Um, so you're four years out from getting married. It's probably not very beneficial for you to talk about that right now, right? But it's fun and it feels good. I want to do it, right? But it could cause some emotional heartache later, right? And I think, too, you you brought up uh, just the relational boundary. Why don't you speak to that? Yeah, of just making sure, like, because you might be like, what's an emotional boundary? Like, that seems weird. And something practical is just to make sure your close friends are still your go-tos. Like, don't invest so much into this new boy or girl that you you know, either have been friends with for a long time or just met and give them everything. You're texting 24 seven or I don't know what you all do. TikTok, Snapchat. I don't know. <laughs> you don't TikTok. I don't know what you do. Um, but like, so to make sure that you're not like you, your friends, your guy friends, your girlfriends, your family, whoever is really that anchor for you, bringing you back to the Lord, that you are going to them still. You're going to be in a really, it, it'll be an eye opening place to be in if you realize like, oh, wow, like, where'd all my friends go when you're in a relationship with someone? You really should be setting that boundary of, like, I'm going to have these conversations where I talk about my deep feelings, my insecurities, my pain points, my celebrations with my friends, and maybe not as much with your significant other, especially in the beginning. 
Yeah, and I want to just give you a quote uh, to kind of sum some of this up that we're talking about. I think it's up there, Josh, if you can throw this up, but here's the deal. Um, you are ready to date when you can be a benefit to that person you're with no matter the outcome of the relationship. Think about that. You know you're in a mature place, ready to date, that you will benefit that person's life uh, no matter if this ends up being your future spouse or not, right? Like, are you able to, to, to walk in a maturity that that can still work out uh, in a positive way, even if you break up? I think that's a really, really key indicator. Yeah, and just really briefly, just to the girls in the room, like, to know yourself, and t- I mean, this is for, for guys too, but to know yourself and to be so secure in your identity with you and the Lord that you aren't looking for that person to speak identity to you. You don't need their affirmation. You don't need their approval. You are good enough. You know who you are in Christ. And so that's not something you're fishing for or looking for. And I don't know you all very well, but just few interactions I've had, like you guys are wonderful and you don't need to lower your standards or to, you know, put yourself out there in that way. Like the Lord has someone really special for each of you in mind. And as long as your eyes are focused on him, you're going to find that person in life and it's going to be at the most beautiful time. And so don't lower your standards, keep fighting for your purity and continue just to keep your eyes on the Lord. Yeah, that's good. Um, So this next one is love is not self-seeking. Love is not self-seeking. Yeah. So another way to say it is that love is not selfish. Um, love is not selfish. Dating in itself is not designed, like God is not like, I'm going to create something that causes my children a lot of heartache. Like he never would do that. Like dating in itself is not designed to cause pain or bad breakups. The problems in dating and the reason those things happen is because you're dating for the wrong reasons. You're dating for selfish motives. Maybe it's to feel loved. Maybe you need to feel loved or you have a need to that needs to be filled or you want to feel better about yourself. But when it's all about me and what I want and what feels good to me, you're actually not in a relationship for that person, but what you can get for yourself. Yeah. And I think that can be a really dangerous spot. Honestly, leaning into what we talked about in our worship series a few weeks ago, right? Like when you come in to worship, is it like, man, what can I get out of, what can Jesus give me right now? Like what, what get do I get to experience? Like that's just not the best posture to be in. So like, is your spiritual maturity or self-awareness at a point where you can make the choice to love someone first, despite what, however they treat you, whatever they say to you, right? Um, to, to, to lean in the way of Jesus towards that. Um, you know, because here's the deal. Yes, we all have needs. We all have things that need to get met. We all have relational needs. Um, and it's not bad to no, want to feel loved. Or no. for someone to tell you you're attractive. Like, that's not bad. No, but what we're saying is if those needs or those desires or, like, whatever that is, if that's not first filled by Jesus, if you're not filled, first loved by him, filled by his love and affirmation, and you're looking for it everywhere else, like, it's going to be, it's going to hurt you. Like, it's not, you're going you're gonna to set yourself up uh, for something you don't want to be in, Right. Um, so just be, be that person in the relationship that you can love back um, and make that choice to love back. And just going back to what we were saying, right? The, the whole framework is, are you the person you are looking for is looking for? Like you would want this out of somebody, right? To love you in a place where maybe you're hard to love, right? Or to, to, to make the choice to be committed to you. Um, and, and really it all comes back to what we said, finding the right person starts with, becoming the right person. And I'll also add this. Um, 
especially like, man, if you love Jesus, like, and this might be a, I don't know, this, the summary of the, of the message, right? Um, is at the end of the day, like you don't date for you. You're not in relationships for you. And you're not even in relationships for them. Like you come into a relationship with someone as God invites you into that. So if you've submitted your life to him and you're submitting the choices of your life to him and he's given you like, yeah, like I want you to pursue this relationship, like you're there to honor him. Like that relationship there is to honor him. That relationship is designed then to point you closer to Jesus, to, to have you fall deeper in love with Jesus, to have you, um, man, stir up your faith for Jesus more. If you're with somebody and your faith is like going down the drain, probably not somebody Jesus wants you with, or you need to have some hard conversations with each other, right? Of how do we point each other back to Jesus, right? And we always said this um, when we were dating, and this was some, I don't know if Paul Harlubis told us this or something, he was an old mentor of mine, but like, I mean, we will be together no matter what, as long as it's better for the kingdom of God uh, to, be to, to be together than to be apart. So despite how we felt towards each other, despite what life circumstances were going on, if we sensed that Jesus wanted us together, we were going to fight for that, right? Uh, and fight for that, that, that standard of love. And really, here's, here's, I think this is the shift, and this is maybe the perspective shift some of you need, because sometimes here's what I hear with you guys, is like, you, one of you might jump into a relationship. Maybe your small group leader or me is like, oh, like, do they love Jesus? And the response back we'll get is, I'm saying this lovingly, okay? But the response back we'll get is like, oh, yeah, they go to church. They're a Christian. Great. That's, here's what I want to challenge you on, right? Is the question you should be asking isn't if they're a Christian. The question you should be asking is, does this person make me love Jesus more? That's a, diff- that's a radical difference. Right? There's a lot of people that claim to be Christian. What did we just go through our fall series, Christian atheists, right? There's a lot of people who say, I'm a Christian. I go to church. I do whatever it is. That's not what, that shouldn't be your standard, right? Because let's just be honest. Like culturally, we live in the South. Nine out of 10 people that walk through <laughs> that are in class with you probably go to church at some point this month, right? So that shouldn't be our standard. Our standard should be when I'm talking to this person, the conversations we're having, the life we're experiencing, the situations we're in, this person is pointing me to Jesus and they're strengthening my relationship with God. That might look different for all of you. That doesn't necessarily mean to, to look like you guys, when you go on dates, just read the Bible the whole time. All right? That's honestly, we don't do that. <laughs> but the conversations we have are fruitful. The conversations we have stir up our faith for each other. The conversations we have point us towards Jesus and give us a bigger vision for our life. So that's the standard I think we need to set, right? Is if you don't hear anything else tonight outside of becoming the, the, finding the right person starts with becoming the right person, it's this. Man, don't let your standard just be, are they a Christian? Do they go to church? Let your standard be, does this person make me love Jesus more? And even in the joy that we would share where nothing was faith, like the, it was the way that Richie would make me laugh and just have fun the way that he balanced me it always led me back to jesus every time so it doesn't have to be these serious deep discussions constantly that you're like i don't know if i love jesus more you know it's just like at the end of the day like is this person stirring up your faith are you learning more about who jesus is because of this person i let me put one in this is another loving thing here's an indicator that it's not right if you're attending cfi regularly and then you get into a relationship we don't see you for a few months I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's a good thing, right? And I'm saying that lovingly, but like, man, even if that person doesn't come here, 
you don't need to necessarily drag them here, but like, man, still make it a priority going back to what we said. Your yeah. friends are here. Your community's here. Like, don't just upend your life because this, this person walked into it. Let this person point you to Jesus. Yeah, I'll be quick on this one, um, this next one, because it's kind of strange, but it says, love keeps no record of wrongs. This is probably one of the most convicting things um, in the passage for me personally, because I'm really good at remembering um, where Richie's fallen short sometimes. It's only been a few times, so. <laughs> and so I'm constantly remembering that. But in your relationships, friendships, family, all that, and it doesn't mean like, oh, I should forget every time someone's hurt me. No, but... This is the gospel. We are supposed to be as Christ is, to be quick forgivers, to not hold on to offense, to not hold on to those grudges, to you know, have more freedom in our life by, by letting go of those things. It goes back to being like not self-seeking. Um, and there's a verse in, in Hebrews, Hebrews 8. It says, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. And maybe you're like, I, this is my first time here. I didn't even know it was a dating series. What's going on in my church? <laughs> And, and we're here to tell you that, like, this is the gospel, that, like, Jesus doesn't, he doesn't care what you've done. He doesn't, rem- this, this, literally the Bible says he will not remember your sins. He doesn't look at you and see your sin and all the dirtiness and mess. He sees you for who you are in Christ. And that's how we need to look at people that we're going to be in relationships with, all different types of relationships, is not to keep record of wrongs and kind of have that, you know, angst against us. Yeah, I think that's so key, honestly, because here's the deal is we've kind of like tonight, like, I don't know, hopefully raise the standard or raise your vision for what dating can and should be, right, as a follower of Jesus. And maybe some of you are sitting where I was, right, where your background or your life up to this point has not been these choices. The relationships you've been in have not been the things that we've talked about. This, the, the choices that you made maybe are regrettable like they were for me. This is where the gospel comes into play. So key. Because mm-hmm. you have to understand that like Jesus has covered that sin. That the shame you feel from your past, he's taking care of it. So why are you holding on to it? Mm-hmm. He's inviting you into a new way of living, a new way of thinking, a new start. So maybe from this day forward, you, you, you let go of the baggage of the past so you can step into the future that he has for you. You can let go of maybe the choices that you made before that you regret so that you can step into a healthy relationship with whoever might be next, right? You have to be able to receive that and understand that. I think so many times the, bar- the, the barrier to Jesus is the simple gospel that you don't actually believe. And I say this a lot, and I'll, re- I'll frame it again in, this, in the sense of dating. The thing in your life, the choice in your life that you are most ashamed of that you don't want anybody else in this room knowing about. Jesus knows. And he looks at you with full of love, full of forgiveness, full of life. And he's inviting you to let go of that so you can walk into the things that he has for you. That's the invitation tonight, really. Mm-hmm. That whether you, you have a bunch of baggage like I did and, and the Lord was working on that or you don't, man. Like Jesus wants to invite you into like this new vision, a new way to see of how this area of dating could be set for your life. And so if you're sitting here too and you're like, yeah, I'm not coming next week because <laughs> I know all the things I've done as it pertains to sex in my own life, I encourage you to come um, because I feel like there, there's no shame. Um, and we'll talk a lot more about that next week, but just just come back. Yeah, and we're gonna call the band up because we're gonna, we're gonna wrap up with some, some worship here. Um, but man, really like towards towards the end of the scripture he he paul talks about he says man that love trusts uh protects hopes and perseveres 
And at the end of the day, like you want to be this type of person. Do you, do you protect their love for Jesus, right? Jenna mentioned this earlier. Do you fight for not just your walk with God, but now are you fighting for their, their walk with God? Do you push them closer to Jesus, right? You, you want to be a person that, that builds trust, right? You want to be a trustworthy person, right? Sometimes conflict in relationships is because of someone else's insecurity. If you know that the person you're in a relationship with is insecure when you talk to other girls or talk to other guys, guess what? Maybe you don't do that, <laughs> right? Like you probably shouldn't be, right? You should, you should be in like some, some level of commitment, right? Um, and just walking in that, walking in that freedom of, of, of a person that, that protects, trusts, hopes, and perseveres. Because when you do that, man, like you're really gonna walk into the things that God has and wants and desires for your relationship. And I think a lot of this stuff for us um, that as we began to walk in this, as we began to figure this out, I mean, the Lord, just go back to that Song of Songs verse, the Lord really began to awaken this idea of like, man, this is the person I, I do want to be with and I want to stay committed to that, right? I remember specifically when um, we, we had that Starbucks conversation and then actually um, she left, or I left, I left for this week-long mission trip and the whole time I didn't have access to my phone and I was freaking out because I was like, I blew it, I can't believe I did that. And my, my, my roommate on the mission trip was like, bro, when you get service, she's gonna be the first person you text. And that's what I did. I, 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 I got off the plane, I texted Jenna. I was like, hey, I, I didn't mean what I said at Starbucks. Like, can I take you out on a date? And we went on a date and it was slowly the Lord began um, to open my eyes. And what I realized was like, man, like this girl really did point me closer to Jesus. She made me fall in love with Jesus more. She gave me a bigger vision for what my life could be. She, she championed my passions and desires. And here's, all right, if you're like mildly overweight, kind of chubby, let me be hope to you that you can get a wife way out of your league, all right? If you walk with Jesus, just kidding. But really, that's what happened was like, oh my gosh, like this girl is, is stunningly beautiful, but she is pointing me closer to Jesus. Why wouldn't I want to be in a relationship with her? Yeah, and I think it just hit me like hearing like our marriage isn't easy or whatever, but like our relationship has brought me so much joy and fulfillment because we're getting to do it with the Lord and like if you would have told me when I was sitting in your seat like embrace your singleness persevere fight for your purity because I've got someone for you that's gonna be so good I don't think I probably would have believed it at that point um, just being in high school because embracing your singleness in high school is not really cool you know to do that but it, it's it's been so it's been so good to be in a relationship that is all of these things. And obviously like Richie's not perfect, I'm not perfect by any means, but when you love like how the scripture is calling you to love, it is so good. And I think just coming from a broken home and a marriage that was a failure, I was scared. Like, is that gonna happen to me? How you know, what is God's plan for that? And to know that God does have so much good for you in relationships if you keep your eyes focused on him. Um, and keep chasing after him first. Yeah. And here's how we want to end tonight, honestly, is like, I mean, we wanted to call you higher. We wanted to kind of set the bar. And really all of this comes down to, like, if this person is going to point me closer to Jesus, like, 
I myself need to be surrendered to Jesus. I myself need to surrender my wants, my hopes, my dreams, whatever it is. My list. Yeah, your list. To just, man, like, Jesus, I'm laying this all at your feet. Like, you know what's in my heart. You know what I truly want. And laying it down and saying, Jesus, can I'm giving this to you so you can, like we were saying earlier, will you fill me up with your Holy Spirit to empower me to be this person, to empower me to live this life? And so I'm just going to invite you guys to stand as we as we shift into a time of singing and worship. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, if you could just slide that over. You're good, I got it. Um, and here's, I just want to encourage you, just wherever you're at, over the room, just try to get as undistracted as you can. And I'm just going to invite you to just, in a moment between you and the Lord, yeah, just to close your eyes wherever you're at, over the room. Jesus, we, we just thank you. We thank you that, man, the things that you invite us into are only for our good. They're only full of life. They're only full of hope. They're only in the ways of true life, true hope. That's what you are. And Jesus, we, we recognize that, like, the standard the world has set for dating is destructive. It's hurtful. It's confusing. It's complicated. But Jesus, you have a better way. You have a better way. And so I just want you to take a few minutes of whatever the Lord laid on your heart tonight. Maybe praying is weird for you. Whatever that looks like. We, we, we kind of practice something here if you're new here. And something that helps us is we just imagine what it would be like if Jesus was standing in front of us. Just with our eyes closed, we just picture Jesus. And I want you to just talk to him. Just, man, maybe you want to surrender your dating life to him. Maybe you need to re-surrender your heart or your standard for love or whatever it is. Or maybe maybe you're like who I was. Maybe you need a moment where you just need to ask the Lord for forgiveness and a fresh start. But just let the Lord, like, come to you right now and minister to your heart. Just have a moment with him. Whatever he was stirring up in your heart to